Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Genesis chapter 19 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition. We will review key takeaways and we'll end our session with a short prayer. Sodom and Gomorrah destroyed. The two angels arrived at Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered. We will spend the night in the square. But he insisted so strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. He prepared a meal for them, baking bread without yeast, and they ate. Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city of Sodom, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us so that we can have sex with them. Lot went outside to meet them and shut the door behind them and said, No, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Look, I have two daughters who have never slept with a man. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do what you like with them. But don't do anything to these men, for they have come under the protection of my roof. Get out of our way, they replied. This fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he wants to play the judge. We'll treat you worse than them. They kept bringing pressure on Lot and moved forward to break down the door. But the men inside reached out and pulled Lot back into the house and shut the door. Then they struck the men who were at the door of the house, young and old, with blindness so that they could not find the door. The two men said to Lot, Do you have anyone else here, son-in-laws, sons or daughters, or anyone else in the city who belongs to you? Get them out of here, because we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against his people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, Hurry and get out of this place, because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angel urged Lot, saying, Hurry, take your wife and your daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife, and of his two daughters, and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as they had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives. Don't look back, and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains, or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes, and you have shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me, and I will die. Look, Here is a town near enough to run to, and it is small. Let me flee to it. It is very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. He said to him, Very well, I will grant this request to you. I will not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly, because I cannot do anything until you reach it. That is why the town was called Zor. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down, burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah, from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus he overthrew those cities in the entire plain, destroying all those living in the cities, and also the vegetation in the land. But Lot's wife looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and returned to the place where he had stood before the Lord. He looked down towards Sodom and Gomorrah, towards all the land of the plain, and he saw dense smoke rising from the land, like smoke from a furnace. So when God destroyed the cities of the plain... He remembered Abraham, and he brought Lot out of the catastrophe that overthrew the cities where Lot had lived. Lot and his daughters. Lot and his two daughters left Zoar and settled in the mountains, for he was afraid to stay in Zoar. He and his two daughters lived in a cave. 
One day, the older daughter said to the younger, Our father is old, and there is no man around here to give us children. As is the custom all over the earth, let's get our father to drink wine and then sleep with him and preserve our family line through our father. That night, they got their father to drink wine, and the older daughter went in and slept with him. He was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. The next day, the older daughter said to the younger, Last night, I slept with my father. Let's get him to drink wine again tonight. And you go in and sleep with him so we can preserve our family line through our father. So they got their father to drink wine that night also. And the younger daughter went in and slept with him. And again, he was not aware of it when she lay down or when she got up. So both of Lot's daughters became pregnant by their father. The older daughter had a son, and she named him Moab. He is the father of the Moabites of today. The younger daughter also had a son, and she named him Ben-Ami, and he was the father of the Ammonites of today. This is the end of chapter 19, the book of Genesis. So here we see that God continues to tell us a story where the destruction finally comes to Sodom and Gomorrah. So some may see a God of vengeance, a God that's quick to anger, but it's quite the opposite. God had given this land, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, a lot of time to repent. And he had hoped for their repentance, but finally, when enough was enough, God sent his angels down and finally delivered a long-deserved justice to those two cities that were just totally out of control. So we learned that God gives us a lot of space and a lot of time to repent. And there are many signs and many calls that we experience to come to repentance. But in the end, if we don't hear the call of God, we will be held accountable because God is a God of righteousness. And so he will exact his perfect justice in his perfect time. So let us pray. Father God, thank you again for a wonderful word that speaks to our heart and the center of our spirit. We are here to serve you, Lord. We're here to praise you. We're here to do the right thing. We're here to fulfill your purpose for us, for our life on this earth. And so, Father, please open up our ears. Open up our hearts. Let us be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, to the calling of the Spirit for repentance, so that when we have time, we open up our hearts and we ask for forgiveness. Through our faith in Jesus, we ask you to forgive all of our sins, Lord, and we know that you will. But if we don't repent, if we don't take you up on your invitation, we know that we will be held accountable. We know that you will deliver your justice um, that will come for us, Lord. But let us be opened to all that you are. Let us open up our hearts, our mind, our being. Let us always be aware of the incredible and amazing and infinite God that you are. And let us understand our position in relation to you, Father God, that we are no one and nobody but that we are always to be open to you, to the Holy Spirit, so that we can always do the right thing. So we ask, Lord, that you come into our hearts and you guide us and you give us the wisdom to repent while there's still time. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Genesis chapter 19. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.